Good evening. Good to see you guys this evening. Trust you've come to worship the Lord and just let God have his way in our hearts and lives. Amen. Hope you had a good 4th of July yesterday. Maybe you stayed the inside where it was air conditioned or you stayed outside. We, we went up to my daughter's house and my, my other daughter showed up and we just, it was really good. The Lord, it just turned off nice. It's warm, but the wind was blowing nice. Mosquitoes weren't biting. And this time of year, that's because <laughs> they're nasty this year, boy. When they bite, they hurt. I don't know about you, but they make whelps on me now. But uh, it was good. And I enjoy, we enjoyed being with my, my family and just being with them. So I hope you've had a good time as well. Uh, I want to remind you, first of all, of our announcements. <clears throat> uh, next Sunday morning, are you ready? Are you ready? We are so ready. Yes, and we want to be praying. I tell you what, church, I, I, I told my wife, I said, this is just me talking. Y'all can listen or what, if you don't want to do with it what you want to, but how great it would be for us to just have one of them good old-fashioned Holy Ghost moving services that we just let go and let God have his way. And Brother Martin Marcus wouldn't have to preach. He's going to be tired, but I know him well enough. I think, huh? You want to hear him preach? <laughs> but he, he's on, they are on their way down here. They left sometime this morning. Uh, a 2,000-mile journey in four days. You do the math. That's 500 miles a day. That is flat. Spending some time behind the wheel. And so, but let's, uh, we want to remember them in our prayers uh, tonight. But uh, they will be, should be here Sunday morning for church. And, and I know just from what I've seen of him so far, he's going to be raring to go. But it still doesn't hurt the Lord just decides he wants to move anyway. You know, and because that's that's where we want to be. That's where we as a church want to be. We want to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit of God and let Him do what He wants to do. Because I am absolutely convinced God can do more in five seconds through the power of the Holy Spirit than I can do in five days. Okay. And so that's that's why that's why we de- we depend on him. That's why we need him. And that's not my sermon, so I'll, I'll give you that one for free. <laughs> anyway, uh, let's pr- keep them in your prayers, um, that the Lord will keep them safe. I, we've been praying no incidents whatsoever, nothing untoward happening and all of that, and that everything is just going smoothly. And I'm going to pray that in form that when they lay their heads to rest at night, that the Holy Spirit will just so surround them that their rest will be absolutely refreshing and sleep will be reviving in them and, and helping them to revive for the next day. And just that everything will go no hindrances whatsoever in their trip down here. God's prepared the way before them the whole way. And I'm just, I'm just believing God for that. And I hope you'll believe with us as well. So but keep them in your prayers. And let's keep uh, keep on keeping on for the Lord. Uh, other announcements, uh, July the 15th, Saturday the 15th, in the Fellowship Hall, 8.30 in the morning. For all of you gentlemen, uh, we uh, are having men's breakfast, and so we, there'll be time of fellowship and, and food, and but it'll also be a devotion, and uh, that will hopefully encourage your heart and help you. So I uh, encourage all the guys to be there. You don't, don't, I don't think age matters. 
you know, we can take you as old as you want to come or as young as you want to come. It's We'll, we'll let you in. No big deal. Uh, that's kind of the same, same way Faith and I feel about prime timers. I don't care how old you are. If you want to come, you come. We'll have a good time. Uh, no heart-to-heart this July. Uh, that will pick up probably again in August. And then uh, the 29th, on Saturday the 29th at 12 o'clock, uh, prime timers were meeting at the... Huh? 11.30, excuse me. 11.30, we're meeting over here at the little Mexican restaurant in next door to us. La what? You do and you'll clean it up. <laughs> La Mexicana restaurant. So that's where we'll be meeting at 11.30. So don't forget, don't be late. Now, if you're late, we'll let you in anyway. <laughs> and then August 5th, uh, men's Bible study, 8.30 in the fellowship hall. So uh, remember all of these um, announcements. Um, I would imagine there's a hear hard talk of cleaning day tomorrow. And so if ladies, if you can, guys, if you want to come clean it, you know, well, they don't think they'll throw you out the door, but uh, they'll be cleaning up the parsonage, getting it ready for brother and sister Truesdale and their family. Um, if you want to just show up, just show up and let, work as long as you can, as long as you want to. And, and we'll just, we want to make this as pleasant for them as we possibly can and show them how, to, how it's done in Oklahoma. Amen. We want to show them how God's people do things. We want to do it right. So, and then Sunday night, I want to, want to forget this, uh, we're having our Independence Day cookout uh, because we're waited until Brother Trusdale and his family can be here. We get to be able to uh, just fellowship with him, just relaxed and just, you know, talking and, and, and getting to know him and his family better. Uh, we'll start at 6 o'clock out at the pavilion. And the church is providing burgers and hot dogs. There's a sign-up sheet for sides. And Randy says lots of desserts. I don't know why, but anyway. So that, that's what he said. Now I'll just pass that along. All right. Okay, let's stand together and let's go to the Lord in prayer. Uh, remember all these on our prayer list. And as I said, let's remember our pastor and his family is there traveling. Sorry about that. I turned it off. Uh, just remember, a pastor and his families are coming. You might have a need or request you'd like to mention. Okay. If I'm turning it off, I apologize. But anyway, so it's member LaDonna and Rebecca's brother, Rebecca Jesse's brother. Let's remember him tonight. Anyone else? All right, let's join together in prayer and remain standing when we're through praying. You're through praying.
There is an endless song echoes in my soul. I hear the music ring, and though the storms may come, I am holding on to the rock I cling. How can I keep from singing your praise? How can I ever say enough? How amazing is your love? How can I keep from shouting your name? I know I am loved by the King, and it makes my heart want to sing. to my eyes in the darkest night for I know my Savior lives and I will walk with you knowing you'll see me through and sing the songs you from singing your praise how can I ever say enough how amazing is your love how can I keep from shouting your praise I know I'm loved by the King and it makes my heart want to sing can sing in the troubled times, sing when I win, I can sing when I lose my step and I fall down again, I can sing cause you pick me up, sing cause you're there, I can sing cause you hear me Lord when I call on you in prayer, I can sing from singing your praise how can I ever say enough how amazing is your love how can I keep from shouting your name I know I am loved by the King and it makes my heart I am loved the king and it makes my heart I'm loved by the king and it makes my heart want to sing
I thought of this as we were singing that. The Bible tells us that when David had the Ark of the Covenant brought to the temple, that he began to dance before the Lord. But he danced not in a peculiar way, but the Bible says he danced with all his might. He let go. He didn't care who was looking. His daughter would later, you know, criticize him. Why did you make such a fool of yourself? And, and Brother Gary uh, uh, Dodson was, was familiar, uh, fond of saying, I have yet to be more undignified. There is a, 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 a praise that you and I can have and can use that is with absolute, without abandon. We just let it all, I don't care what anybody thinks, I don't care what anybody says. There was a day and a time when they used to call us holy rollers. There was a day and a time when they used to say of the church, man, that church, if you want somebody to pray for you, that's the church you want to go to. Church, we need to be that church now. We need to be the people of God that will let our praise and our adoration and all that's within us, the Bible says, all that is within me, praise His name. He is God, the Lord God, Jehovah. He is on His throne. He is as powerful now as He ever was. Praise Him. And I will tell you this, the Lord just dropped this in my heart. If we will praise Him and worship Him with that kind of abandon, God will meet the need of your life because He already knows what it is. He already knows what's going on in your life. If we worship Him and we praise Him in spirit and in truth, then God will show up and God will be magnified. God will be glorified. Lives will be changed. Hallelujah. Oh, within my soul no other love can compare no other mercies when I've done wrong and I will lift up my
All you have to do is just lay hold of it and believe it and accept it as yours. Yes. Amen. I've already done it. I've already taken care of it. When my son rose from the dead on that Sunday morning, everything that you have needed for life and godliness is paid for. Hallelujah. It is already yours. Quit letting the enemy of your soul steal and kill and destroy and destroy from you that which I have placed in you within your grasp. I am God. I do not fail. I do not lie. I am the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. I am the God of covenant. And I signed my covenant with the blood of my son on the cross of Calvary. Therefore, everything I have promised, I will do. Only you must believe. Yes, Lord. You must receive it. Yes, Lord. You must accept it as yours yes. and refuse to let go of my promises. Yes. Because my promises are yea and amen. Yes, Lord. My servant Abraham has said of him, he believed me and he was, his belief was counted for righteousness because he believed that I was able to do everything I promised him. It's yours to receive as well. I'm God. I don't change. I am the same yesterday, today, Tomorrow and for all eternity, I am always going to be the God that I am right now. As, as a, as, and I am the God right now that I was back in eternity before this world was ever created. Get a hold of it. Do not let go of it until you see it come to pass in your life. For I am the Lord God Almighty. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Whatever you need, receive Thank you, Lord. it now. Thank you, Lord. I don't know your life. I don't know your circumstance. I don't Thank know your situation, but I'm going to tell you right now. You, what you need God to do, you can accept it as done now. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. It's already bought and paid for. It's already taken care of. I'm not trying to improve on what the Holy Spirit has said. But get, church, get a hold of that. Get a hold of it and cling to it like it's the last strand of the rope. Thank you. And it'll come through. Yes, thank you. It'll come through. Faithful, You're so faithful. It'll come through. I don't see it working. I may not be able to feel like it's working, but it's working, church. Yes. It's yes. working. Yes. It's working in this yes. house right now. Yes. 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 Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. It's working. It's working. It's working. It's working.
How about that? I get tickled at Jonathan when he, we, the Lord starts moving and he gets up there and all he can do is, you ever hear, you know, we'll sit there and you just, all you can do is just breathe in and back out. Yeah. Church, the presence of the Holy Spirit is so, strong. yes, strong. <laughs> that's what I want. That's what this, that's what this community of Holy Grove, Oklahoma needs. They need a church that will let God the Holy Spirit walk up and down these aisles and walk in between these pews and touch and heal and touch and deliver and touch and meet needs and touch and do everything that needs to be done in our lives. I had a sermon all picked out. <laughs> when I picked it out, he did. I just feel like we just... That the Holy Spirit wants to do some, Father. Right now, Lord, we, I don't have to say another word. Holy Spirit, do what you want to do right now. Help us, Lord, to believe. Help us, Lord, to accept what you have in store. Father, what you're speaking to each individual here this evening, whatever you're speaking to those that are watching this or will watch this, help them to understand and help them to grasp a hold of that it's your promise. It's not dependent upon whether I believe I'm worthy or not. You made us worthy by the blood of Jesus Christ. Father, do it now. Right now, in Jesus' name. Right now, in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. I'm believing God's done some wonderful things. They're happening now. Sister Linda, I don't know what. It's happening now. Father, whatever that means right now, you know it and I don't have to. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, May the need be taken care of. May it be met totally and completely. And may you get all the honor and the glory from it in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. We give you praise, Lord. We give you honor, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. If it touches our heart, it touches his. Yes. 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 Do you I feel so inadequate right now. Holy Spirit, you're going to have to help me. But I know one thing. If I know that my one of my girls has a need, I am going to do everything in my human power to help meet that need. 
how much more and how much greater the God that we serve is able to meet the needs of our hearts and our lives. I don't know how to explain it to you. I do not have the words in my vocabulary to, to tell you what I believe God wants you to know right now. The Holy Spirit's just going to have to help you understand it because I don't have the words to tell you. But as we let go and let him have his way, he will let go and he will have his way. And it will be wonderful. Whatever the needs are. Every one of you sitting in this house right now. Every one of you that are listening. Every one of you that are watching this right now. God already knows the need. It's already taken care of. I'm going to say this as nicely as I know how, but sometimes we need to just shut up and get out of his way. Lord, you do it. I'm not going to tell you how to do it. I'm not going to tell you when to do it. I'm not going to tell you where to do it. You do it like you want to do it. If there's something I need to do, you tell me, Lord, and I'll do it. How many times in the Bible did it ever make sense? First thing that comes to mind, Gideon. That is the goofiest way to fight a battle I ever heard in my life. We're going to get lanterns. Actually, they were lights inside pitchers. And we're going to get ram's horns. And we're going to surround the enemy. There's only 300 of us and there's several thousand of them. But when I give the word, you guys break those pitchers and shine those candles or torches or whatever they are, and everybody blow on his trumpet, and we're going to win the battle. Yeah, right. But they did. God whittled the army down to 300. And I mean, they're fighting. An army. They're, they're against an army of thousands. It doesn't make sense. It's... As Mr. Spock would say, it's not logical. And I'm not a Star Trek fan, but I do remember that. He was, everything had to be logical. God never does anything by man's logic. God's foolishness is wiser than the wisdom of man. God's power you want to know how powerful God is? And I don't know why, how this, why this, this thought occurred to me. I was flipping through YouTube. That's my, what I watch sometimes. And it was a little deal. What happened if they exploded a nuclear bomb in the bottom, and I think it's called the Marianas Trench, but one of the deepest places in the ocean that there is? No. What they have figured out, that the pressure, the intense pressure at that depth, and I can't remember how far down it is. It, it's further than the Titanic is. Now, the Titanic's 13,000 feet. It's two or three miles, something like it. I don't know. It's deep. But the pressure is so great that you could detonate an atomic bomb, the most powerful one they've got, and the pressure in that particular area of the ocean is so great it would literally snuff that out. You think God didn't know what he's doing? 
Do you know what they said? About the, about the only thing that you would even see of it, if anything at all, there'd be some bubbles rise up that would finally escape. That's God. That's the God that designed this universe. That's the God that designed this world you and I live in. I don't have a text. I'll, I'll be, the Lord just, but I want him to do what he wants to do. Understand that the God that designed the man's most powerful weapon, you put it in the right spot, and it'll have no effect whatsoever. Oh, it will on the area around them a little bit, but not a great widespread. You'd think, well, that'd be this big giant balloon of water coming up out of there, you know. No. God has the power. Remember Brother Jonathan's message Sunday night? What manner of man is this that even the wind and the waves, this wind and the sea, obey him? I'm not going to try to preach about Jonathan's message, but the thing about it is that what you thought, stop and think about it. The Bible says when Jesus stood up in that boat and when he said, Peace, be still. Instantly, that water got flat as a mirror. Now, that's my opinion. Water does not do that. But when Jesus spoke, it did. You don't walk on water, you know, unless it's frozen up in Minnesota or someplace like that, you know, when they get that cold for years and years, for months and months, you know. Lord, please don't call me to Minnesota. <laughs> I don't think I can handle it. But you stop and think about it. The Bible says that Jesus walked on water. Why does the Bible tell us so much about what Jesus did? Jesus, I believe this with all of my heart, Jesus did nothing as the Son of God. Because if he had of just the Son of God, then he was doing things that you and I could not do. Jesus didn't say in his word when he was talking to the disciples, he said, you see these things? He said, greater things than these shall you do. Greater in number, not greater in, in, in magnitude, not greater in quality, but greater in quantity. Why? Because he was going to spread his church across the face of this world. How will we do it? We do it through the power that works in us. We do it through the Holy Spirit. How did Jesus know what people were thinking? The Holy Spirit told him. What do you think he spent all those times up on the mountain praying at night? Now, I've got a little old fitness watch. And then one of the things it watches is my sleep patterns. So I kind of wonder, well, I wonder if I'm sleeping with a flip. Because sometimes I wake up and I don't feel like I've been asleep at all. You know? One of the things it tells me, you've got to set a constant sleep pattern. You've got to go to bed at the same time. You've got to get up at the same time. You know, there's, there's, if you don't know, there's, I think there's deep sleep, light, light sleep, and REM sleep. There's three of them. My phone will tell me, 
you didn't get much REM sleep last night. You need to watch that. And I'm going, how in the world am I going to watch my sleep when I'm sleeping? <laughs> but you know something? I know a God who can cause me to sleep. I went out, and I say that because Jesus would have drove a, one of these fitness watches nuts. The Bible said he would spend all night in prayer up on a mountain somewhere. He would go talk to the Father. How did Jesus know the things that he knew? He knew them through the Holy Spirit of God. Because he talked with God. I'm fixing the metal, so you just might as well put your steel-sewed shoes on. Some of the times and some of the reasons that you and I do not get what we want from God is we don't spend near enough time talking to him and letting him talk to us. I'm guilty. Lord, I'm, I'm trying to get better at it, but that's the thing. I don't know who I'm, I'm saying this to. Hope, hopefully it's somebody. Hopefully it's another one of you, but if it is, just listen to it. You are not going to get enough of the Word of God just by listening to a preacher preach on Sunday morning, Sunday night, and Wednesday night. You are not going to get close to God just showing up every once in a while to church. Right. Well, if I come to church, is that going to make it better? Not if you come with the wrong attitude, it won't. I didn't plan this church. Trust me. But if we want to see God move, we're going to have to spend time with God. Jesus was as powerful as he was because he, I believe, I've heard it preached before, I believe it. He was, he was as a human being endowed with the Holy Ghost and with power. He was the prime, the, he was the first fruits of, of the church. But what did the early church in the book of Acts, what were they doing? They were healing the sick. They were raising the dead. They were casting out devils. They were taking care of each other. That was kind of where I was going to go tonight with this one in Philippians. You want to read Philippians chapter 1 and chapter 2? That's your homework assignment. The Philippian church, the more I've been studying, I've got a, a different study Bible brother Rogers recommended, and I really like it. The Philippian church was a, in a colony. Okay, The church at Philippi. It was started out as a city, but it became a colony. They went all this stuff, how it happened. But anyway, they were a colony. They were a part of the Roman Empire, and so they adopted a lot of the Roman Empire's laws and all of this kind of stuff. But one of the commentators says this about the Philippian church. They were a highly diversified church. Now, do we understand what diversity means? Yeah. One commentator says you had Lydia. They didn't have enough men, Jewish men, to have a synagogue. You had to have ten to have a synagogue. They didn't even have ten men. But Lydia was a devout worshiper of God. And when Paul comes to Philippi, on his, I think it's his second missionary journey, if I remember correctly. First of all, gets in trouble. Y'all remember what happened when Paul helped Philippi? 
that little demon-possessed slave girl. These are the men who, and I can't remember exactly, but who tell us, show us the way of salvation. These are the men of the Most High God. She did it for several days. And the Bible says, Paul, being vexed in his spirit, turned around and cast the demon out of her. Boy, and her owners was not happy. They just lost their... And I don't mean this disrespectfully to anybody, but they lost their money, cow. They were making tons of money off that girl from the stuff she was doing. They dragged them before the magistrates. The magistrates had them beaten, put in stocks in the innermost prison. And we remember the story how at midnight Paul and Silas prayed and sang praises to God. Lovely way to be a prisoner. Who knows, some of those guys may have been in there for quite a few years and I hear these two are singing. They're praying, and it probably wasn't praying quietly. Now, church, understand, they were in the innermost prison. That was solitary confinement, I guess, in a way. That was the most secure part that that, that jailer had. And he, when he was charged, you keep them two boys. I mean, okay, yes, sir. They're going straight to the innermost prison. I'm going to have them. They're going to be in stocks and, and chains and all of this stuff. But Paul and Silas prayed. And then they began to sing. With all I am. With all I am, they began to pray. I believe it got loud. But I also believe not anybody in that prison said, shut up. Simply because the same power of the Holy Spirit that is walking in this place right now walked into that prison. God was about to do something. And those of you that know the scripture and understand, you know what God was about to do. But God was about to make a believer out of some people. The Bible said suddenly there was a great earthquake and the chains fell off of the walls. The chains fell off of the prisoners. I think I'm quoting that right. That's the way I understand it. Not all, they probably fell off the wall, but they fell off the prisoners too. And all of the prison doors came apart. Jailbreak! That's what the jailer thought. I mean, everything is a wreck in that jail. The doors are off the hinges. The chains are off the wall. They're off the prisoners. Now, the jailer doesn't know this, church. It's still dark because the Bible says at midnight they were singing and they were praying. At midnight, the earthquake occurred. Now, there's one thing I've heard about Roman jailers, and that's this. If you lost a prisoner, you filled their sentence. Bad news for jailers. The jailer seeing the, the, the prison and the mess it's in, drew his sword out. He was going to commit suicide right there on the spot. It was dark. 
Remember this. It was dark. Paul, under the anointing of the Holy Spirit of God, yelled out, Do thyself no harm. We are all here. How did Paul know that? It was dark. I'm sorry if I'm a criminal and it's dark. I'm sneaking out. I'm not going to advertise it. I'm going to tiptoe my way out. But Paul said, do yourself no harm. We are all here. And then the Bible says the jailer called for a light. What did the light show? That the apostle Paul had told the jailer the absolute truth. Nobody left. Nobody went anywhere. The commentator I read said that Lydia, who Paul meets the first time he goes to Philippi, that slave girl, who is probably Greek, Lydia was a Jewish woman. The Roman jailer was more than likely Roman. That they were part of the Philippian church. Does it sound like something that we hear about today? This thing called diversity inclusion. I don't, is that what they Paul? What are they trying to say? We need to get along. The church has been doing that for years, and we've kind of strayed away from it, have we not? It does not depend on the color of your skin. It does not depend on the fatness of your bank account. It does not depend on how you stand in the social circles. If you are a born-again child of God, then you ought to be welcome in God's house. Makes no difference where you come from. The Philippian church was that way. The Philippian church was a giving church. Paul encourages them. You read the, the, the last part, especially verse 27 of chapter 1 through about, well, just read the rest of chapter 2. It won't hurt. you learn something. But these were people that were serving God, and God and Paul in his writing, especially in those verses I mentioned, Paul in his writing says, keep on doing what you're doing. Keep on doing what you're doing. You think maybe he's talking to us too? I'm going I'm to talk to you as a pastor right now. God has gotten us to a place where we're on his page. You hear me? It's taken 11 months. It has not been fun. It is not something I would ask or encourage any church to go through. But I will tell you what I truly believe with all of my heart. God got us on his page. Stay on it. Don't deviate away from it. Don't get away from it. Don't walk away from it. Stay on his page. Because when we do things God's way, I've heard this said, and it fits. When we do things, God, when we do God's things, 
God's way, we get God's provision. And that's the only way it's going to work. How do we keep this spirit like this? How do we keep this going on? We keep praying. We keep coming to church believing that God is going to meet with us. We keep expecting God to move. We keep expecting the Holy Spirit to show up every time. And He will. He may not show up the same way every time, and that's fine. But He will show up. God will show up. Father, I thank you right now for the way that you've led. Lord, you've know, you know who needed this. You know, need, you know who needed to hear this. And I just, Lord, I, I, I'm your servant. I just want to do what you want done. Father, I pray for every person in this house right now. Lord, again, help us to believe that what we need, the things we're asking for, you will provide. You will show us how you want us to do it. You will show us when to do what we need to do. You will show us how to do what we need to do. And Lord, you will receive all of the honor and the glory, and the praise. Because when we do it your way, it will always point to you. Lord, every miracle that Jesus did on this earth pointed back to you. When people were touched, when people touched Jesus, they knew that he was the answer. And Jesus, you are still the way, the truth, and the life. Father, I thank you for what you've done in this house. Lord, I, I have no idea what all needed to be done. It doesn't matter because I'm not that important, but you are. And I pray, Father God, that as we see you begin moving and we see these things happening that we're asking for, Lord, that, we'll be, that we will be very conscious about giving you the praise for what you have done. They were head bowed and every eye closed for just a moment. If you're not used to Pentecostal people, welcome to Pentecost. The thing that I know about God is that God loves you. You may have known Jesus as one time, at one time as Savior and Lord of your life. You may never have known him. But this Jesus that bought and paid for what we are experiencing here in this place tonight is Savior and Lord. He is Lord. He always will be Lord. And the thing that I would say to someone that may be watching this by live stream or watching it sometime later, this same Jesus, this same Holy Spirit that has moved in this service tonight, the same God that orchestrated the whole thing wants you in his family because he loves you, he cares about you, 
and he has a future and a purpose for you. There is no one, let me say this, there is no one that comes to serving the Lord that is unnecessary in God's family. God does not have unnecessary people. We hear about organizations or corporations or business or something that they have heard of all the expression too many chiefs and not enough Indians. To me, it's, you know, they got a few people they don't need. God does not have any unnecessary people. And God wants you as part of his family. Jesus wants to come in, wash you in his blood, save you from sin, save you from the bondage of sin, and set you free from it. I want you to pray. Let's pray this prayer together, if you would, tonight. I'll try to keep it in the right rhythm. And pray this prayer with us. If you believe that you, and you know you need Jesus, just pray this prayer. Lord Jesus, come into my life. Save me. Cleanse me. Wash me with your blood. And I will be saved. And I will be made whole. Spiritually first. Father, thank you because you hear me. And I say this prayer with all my heart. Thank you that I am saved. Thank you that I am delivered from the bondage of sin, free to serve Jesus for the rest of my life that I might bring honor and glory and praise to Jesus' name and to the kingdom of God. In Jesus' name, amen. If you said that prayer, you meant it in your heart, welcome to the family of God. It's a growing process. You will learn. You will grow. You will get stronger.